The doctor decided that we should stay on Helicon Prime for a while. I thought this was so he could investigate the death, but his plan mainly involved us pretending to be relaxing guests and him waving to Mindy whenever he spotted her. So are we keeping an eye on a suspect? I said as we sat on the beach of a make-believe lagoon. That's right, Jamie, muttered the doctor as he turned the page of his book. He'd already managed to read four since we'd arrived. He'd also taught me a game called table tennis, which we stopped playing after I got the knack of it, and insisted we try all the machines in something called an amusement arcade, where I won a yo-yo. So who do you suspect, Doctor? I prompted. The Doctor looked up from his book. I'm still not sure yet. It is, I agree, an unexpected death, but that in itself doesn't mean anything untoward has gone on. Having said this, he buried his head back in his book, and everything was quiet apart from the waves lapping at the bright red shore. I sat up, intending to lean over to the doctor, but I accidentally knocked over a bowl of dates. Immediately, little whirlpools appeared in the sand, spiraling away the scattered fruit in tiny swallows. Like everything else on Helicon Prime, even the beach was designed to be as convenient and comfortable as possible. So we're just sitting around doing nothing, being mollycoddled, I said, annoyed at him. Come on, Doctor, shouldn't we be off somewhere battling Daleks or chasing Yeti? But this is pointless. The Doctor rested his book on his chest. Oh, I wouldn't say that, Jamie. Our being here is as good as our being anywhere else for the present. If it were pointless, why would the Ambassador's secretary be so interested in us? The Ambassador, I said, confused. What do you mean? Hey, is he having us watched? Exactly, Jamie, the doctor answered. Ambassador Dromio's secretary has been following us around almost everywhere, no doubt reporting back on what we've done and any snippets he's overheard. Look over there, the, the other side of the lagoon, beside the palm trees. I looked in the direction and saw a figure duck behind a bench, but it was enough to recognize the shiny uniform. What do you think he wants, I said. Spying lessons, if you ask me, replied the doctor. He's been very indiscreet in tailing the tours. The doctor picked up his book again. I'm surprised you hadn't noticed him, he added, laying the tip of his finger and turning the page. Well, now that you mentioned it, I suppose I had, I said airily. Just hadn't thought to say anything. The figure moved again, further hidden by the palm trees. So do you think there's something going on, I said. The doctor closed his book. From what I heard Ambassador Dromio talking about, the guest who died, Galax, was a mining speculator, the doctor said, solemnly. There's plenty of money involved in that, Jamie, trading in the mineral wealth of entire planets, and the prospect of money invariably brings out the worst in people. Ah, I replied, so you do have a plan. The doctor shuffled. Well, I wouldn't quite go that far, he said vaguely. Working on one might be the better way of putting it. He peered over the side of his hammock. Jamie, really, he gasped. Have you finished all those dates? I decided to go for a walk. Beyond the beach was a corridor leading to another hall. The hall of Helicon Prime was shaped like this, a, a sort of honeycomb, so that wherever you were, it was easy to find your way out. I thought it was so that no one had to put much effort into getting about. In the hall area, sitting on the edge of a fountain, was a short, squat creature its great mouth filled with dangerous-looking teeth. He was wearing knee breeches, a tie like the doctor's, and was checking a watch tucked into the pocket of his waistcoat. 
Despite the sights I'd seen traveling in the TARDIS, I couldn't help staring. Delighted to meet you, the strange-looking beast, he said. I'm the Gorbal Chine. I introduced myself, watching him kick his heels against the side of the fountain. You've not passed a charming young lady with long golden hair on your way here by any chance, have you? Gorgel asked. No, I haven't, I answered. I've been down by the lagoon there, I added, pointing to the corridor I'd just come from. I'm supposed to be meeting her here, you see, Gorgel said. We're going for dinner, he added, looking pleased with himself. Aye, is that why you're dressed up all smart then, is it? I replied. Gorgel immediately looked worried, his teeth seeming to shiver. You don't think I've overdone it, do you? he asked. No, no, not at all, I told him. I, I think you look just fine. Gorgel, reassured, began tweaking his tie, and a beautiful young lassie with streaming golden hair appeared from one of the corridors. Gorgel grinned at her, played his fingers in the upwards streaming fountain.